Okay, thank you for your patience, everybody, and welcome back to Pick and Roll. This is your NBA betting show on the Board YouTube channel, which is the NBA content division of the Hammer Betting Network. I am back from my absence as host, was dealing with a lot of Wi-Fi issues today, and fingers crossed, we are all set to go for today's stream, where we have an official play coming for you, only one official bet with a small slate, but we have some great discussion lined up for the Clippers, who are in serious trouble with their Paul George injury and we'll have some takes on whether or not we think they are able to still get into the playoffs at all. But yesterday's show, it was a bit of a weird one. Uh, a couple of weird days in a row as it comes to uh, the picks. The recap, it's a profitable day. It's not the, the most profit, but it is a profitable day nonetheless here. On the show, uh, the record is 117 and 9 to 91 with almost 12 units of profit, a 4.9% ROI. And yesterday... It was weird. You know, DeRozan play, he got injured, but my DeRozan, I don't think, was hitting his points anyway. Trey Young hit his over late on in that game against the Timberwolves. And for the Jokic play, uh, we placed it at DraftKings. And Nikola Jokic, who goes over his line, the bet still cashes rather than voids, despite Bradley Beal missing a game through an injury. So a half unit of profit there. All in all, on the day, it's a 9% ROI. So Nice to see a bit of green there. Pips, uh, any thoughts from yesterday's slate as a whole? Yeah, it was kind of weird, but we got there. I, I'm fortunate that the bill didn't suit up. I think he, he, he was in a great spot to, to cover. We saw Nikola Jokic, even with blowout, clearing this line easily. Trajan came again as of late. He missed it like... It was crazy. I mean, like they, he missed like five wide open layups in that game, but still they end up covering. So that's great. But in the last part, the mark, the rose, and Jesus, like that was so frustrating to so watch. Like both gave up even before the game started. Like they were down, I think, twenty three to one to start the game. And it's so, so sick, man. Like their effort was non-existent. Seven Sixers were making every possible shot. But the interesting part is the alternative line again hits so so easily. Like every time we have alternative line or, or spread, it's like like clearing like even way above the the regular line. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I need to incorporate that more going forward for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 also San Sixers scored like almost 80 points in the first half and the line was um, the live line was at 23 232 and a half and it still ended up like 210. So yeah, it's great but Demar didn't make a single field goal in the game. <laughs> he wasn't even trying. Like they were down 20 points and I was like okay that this might be a good spot for Demar to just pick up very early pick up his game very earlier but he just didn't care <laughs> he, he yeah. Like, yeah yeah um you demar actually finished all of seven from the field uh like i said he got injured um you know maybe i didn't watch it i don't know if he looked injured before he went out and maybe that's why he struggled so much or i don't know what happened regardless DeRozan, had he played the full game probably wasn't going to hit this either yeah uh, okay. People in chat asking for DeRozan to get banned here. Uh, they don't want to see him on any more picks. I will remind you guys, uh, DeRozan is now 4-4 four and four on the season with pick and roll plays. So 
not nearly as bad as you would suggest. And DeRozan is just, uh, people asked me before, I imagine you like DeRozan just because when you know the mid-range is going to be open with guys in drop coverage, DeRozan is the one to exploit that. So uh, matchup-wise, is that uh, typically yeah, why you like DeRozan? They, when they play single cover, when they play single cover and uh, drop defense, he should cook in those games. Like, but right. you never know, like, his mental st- can't bet his mental st- state. Like, that's that's crazy. I'm just checking something. So, we missed this bet on the rose, and we won previous one. We lost two, like, so like, we lost three out of the last four on the, the rose, mm. but we won every almost. I think we are like, yeah, so we are two and four. Three and four, four and four on the road in this right. season. So, so yeah, I think he's actually been like we were up until until yesterday. So I don't think I don't have like Ben the Rosen. I mean, I have it for, for previous years. Yeah, yeah, it totally. Kind of reminded me of why I don't bet on the Rosen. But yeah, there are some spots that he did great. So. Right, right. And he had that, what do you have, 49 points earlier in the week? Like, yeah, when we like you said, it, it's, it's tough to, to assess what sort of mental state he's going to have going to the game because 0 of 7 was kind of crazy. But like I said, still a profitable day, very slightly, but uh, we will take it. And uh, there was a comment earlier about maybe going to more of these total plays, and that's been noted, potential to go to more of that in the future. Today, however, um, not going to be happening. Um, not going to be betting. I don't think the Bulls are playing today, but everybody's <laughs> saying do not bet the Bulls. Uh, no Bulls bet today. Don't worry, everybody. Uh, we did have an original play. The show was a little bit delayed, so we appreciate your patience. There was, there was a bit of a delay because one of the picks that – or the pick that Pivs wanted moved off its line. But there is still a good bet for you guys to make today. Let's pull it up here. It is in the Cavaliers and Nets game going to Jared Allen. On the double-double for minus 105 odds at DraftKings. This one is also available at Canby Books like Barstool, Unibet, and BetRivers. Also, uh, minus 108 at Caesars. But you guys, easy to get the minus 105 here on this one if you shop around. So plenty of opportunity to find this one. Pips, what do you like about Jarrett Allen in this matchup to make him the official play of the day? So I'm just like uh, the... The Brooklyn Nets are completely they're getting completely destroyed on, on, on the rim. So since the trade, since they went small, they are allowing the most uh, rebounds to opposing bigs, and that's by some quite a, a large margin. Last game they played uh, two days ago, Jared Allen had 14 rebounds, eight offensive rebounds, and he scored 12 points. A lot of these are out of offensive uh, rebounds. So he should be good on the points. He, he, he His average is way above this, but rebounds, he averaged 10 rebounds a game over the season. And in this positive matchup, I think we, we, are, we will get a lot of rebounds. So prior to this game, Sabonis played the, the Nets. He had 21 rebounds. Then we had a game against the, the Denver Nuggets, Jokic with 20 rebounds. We had a game of the Bulls, Gobert had 13 rebounds, and like we can go so and on and on. Like Shengun had 12 rebounds in 30 minutes. Then we had Mark Williams of the Charlotte Hornets played only 24 minutes, still got 14 rebounds. Like everyone is just 
like killing these lines of rebounds. Uh, every big day, day that they play against the Nets, he's killing the rebounds. Mitchell Robinson, 10 rebounds in 25 minutes. So every of these guys getting rebounds uh, easily. Jokic also had earlier, uh, like two weeks ago, 17 rebounds. Like every good rebounder, big, had like 50% over their season average. So like if they had like eight rebounds average during the season, like they will have 12 to 13 rebounds against the Nets. Jokic has like 13 rebounds average. He had 20 and 17. Sabonis can 21. Everyone is getting like more, like almost double their, their average rebounds against the Nets because they are too small. And Jared Allen is a big guy that can get all the rebounds. Claxton is staying for most of the time in, in, in dunker spot. So Jared Allen is close to the rim, guarding him and getting all the rebounds. And he should, like, he, he got to this 40 rebounds with only 60 defensive rebounds. And I think he should get more defensive rebounds tonight. And with, like, a couple of offensive ones and dunks, and he should be good. That makes a lot of sense, going with Jared Allen with this one. Um, you've gone to this Cavs and Nets matchup a lot this season. I, I To my recollection, it's been pretty good. So, uh, hopefully, more of the same here. Uh, people asking in the chat... Uh, for the, the play that you wanted before that is no longer available. I'll, I'll leave it up to you, but if the play comes back to a specific price, uh, would do you, what is there maybe a play that they can look out for later on in the day? Uh, this ain't, ain't coming back like you know, no chance. Okay, so, not coming yeah. back but, on but, this one. Yeah, it's like I, I bet minus 120 at nine. So it was Gary Harris or under nine and a half points, minus 120. I'll just read Gary Harris, like eight and a half on Bet, uh, Bet MGM and FanDuel, nine and a half still on Caesars and DraftKings, but minus 160, 160. So that moved quite a lot and it's not coming back. I think that's completely missed. They completely missed the line because Gary Harris is only shooting threes. So over the last 15 games, he only made a field goal that's not a three in four out of the last 15. So, like, in 11 out of the last 15 games, he only scored threes. So and the difference between eight and a half and a nine and a half is, like, he needs to score four threes to go right. over on threes alone. That's, like, and he averages by four items a game. So, like, he should be, like, perfect from the three-point line to, to in order to cover this. So, that was a huge pickup for me early this earlier this morning. And, yeah, that's not coming back. The one thing that could probably still not open, I would like to go and look for the lines of Eric Gordon and Terrence Mann for the Los Angeles Clippers, and we'll talk about it later, so you guys will know why. Okay, makes sense. So uh, maybe just because I don't want – because I know some people might hear this and take a bad price on Gary Harris. Can you go – like, let's say a heavily juiced 9.5. Can you go over, like, just quickly again – like what a significant difference minus 130 makes to minus 120 for your ROI on the season. So, yeah, that's like, I, you can just like imagine like you bet one unit to win one unit and you bet 1.2 units and you bet 1.3 units. And like, if you lose 100 bets on the season, that's 10 units difference. Like that's like huge. Like, when you like bet 200, like let's say you bet 300 bets in the season, 
and you profit like 15 or 20 units. That's a good season. Imagine if you have like instead of 15 units, you have 10, five units profit. That's like like three times less profit. Like that's huge. You need to get good lines. You need to shop for the lines. You need to have as much outs as possible. And like the way, like I know the way Jacob, you are betting, and so many other people that are betting that that are not that are sports betters that are not like I am not a sports better. I am. Pro, NBA pro bet specialist. That's that's the thing I'm doing. You guys, you and like everyone on the hammer betting, probably like Rob and everyone, like every sharp better is like sports better. So you open like bet stamps and you just shop for the lines. You see like the consensus on like let's say Gary Harris is eight and a half, and you get nine like minus one ten and under. And you have like on one bookie, like let's say like Bet MGM has nine and a half minus one twenty-five. Yeah, you don't need any basketball, no any NBA knowledge to know that that's great spot and that's long-term profitable. And I think like shop for the lines. If you see consensus on most sharp bookies like DraftKings and FanDuel, but especially FanDuel, and you can find a huge difference on some local bookie or some small bookie, like just bear it. Like you don't need to think about it a lot. Like don't bet the opening lines because they are not as sharp. But if you are like from now on and later into the day, if you find like a huge difference when comparing to the FanDuel and Caesars, just bet it like that's long-term profitable and you should focus on it. Especially if you live in a state that has so many book, like if you can have like like five plus uh, outs options book bookies, you should probably like spend more time doing the the line shopping and focusing on that. And that yeah, that's long term pro. It it's pretty crazy. The perception is very. I, I the perception of sports betting to like an outsider is if you know about a lot about sports, you know you can win money betting on sports. And there's definitely like a few people here and there who definitely can do that i'd say like you're one you read the matchups and do very well at that um i myself can't i can do that a little bit with basketball but the for the most part for basketball and, and for other sports especially nfl as well i can make some prices and do well but a lot of my betting comes from yeah just uh picking off lines like that you're more prone to getting limited at some of these books because you're constantly getting really good clv and picking off bad lines but yeah i mean you don't need to know anything about a sport to make money betting on it. The notion that sports betting is knowing the most about sports is kind of wrong. A lot of the time, it's more so understanding it as a market. Sports betting is a market. It's like playing the stock markets. So yeah. just looking at yeah. numbers, you can make good bets without even knowing mm-hmm. a single player or anything about the sport. So, and also um, like, if you are like great, you have great sport knowledge, of course you can exploit it like a lot. But sure. only in that specific sport, like you can be like professional, huge knowledge in like five sports. And if you have like, like huge knowledge in one sport, your volume will be not enough for you to like be huge. Like, especially if it's like the pro betting market, like your knowledge is great. Like, so you will have like 500 bets in a season. Like the limit will come and also the limits are not huge. Like you can bet like $500 on, on every pro bet like that. And that's the problem. Like 
And when you when you are shopping for the lines, you can get like 50 bets a day if you work work enough and like it, it, it's it's amazing. Oh yeah, the, the 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 if you're betting like this, edges are thinner, of course. Like you are just shopping for the value. So if you get like two to three percent ROI long term, that's great. But you have five times more volume, and so like two two point five percent ROI is better than like five and six percent. ROI on like five times lower volume, like that's yeah. simple math along probabilities. So like just, I, I had so many questions asked in my DMs, like you won't believe it. I'm not, I'm not saying anything against these people. Like you need to like have deeper understanding of some things that, you know, like uh, for example, I, someone will say like, I see uh, for example, like Darius Garland, uh, is 22 and a half on FanDuel and Caesars, and I have it 20 and a half on my bookie. Is that a good bet? Like, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Nice. You should bet it like instantly. And depending uh, on the thing, but yeah, you will, you will be surprised. Like, I, I get it like five to six messages a day uh, on, on questions like that, or someone is ruled out. Like, I don't know, like Paul George is ruled out, and people will be like. I, I still have the same lines on everyone on that game. My bookies didn't uh, close anything. So they are having like, I don't know, like Eric Gordon at 10 and a half and Kawhi Leonard at 25 and a half. It should be like 29 and a half. Eric Gordon should be like four, four to five points higher. And they are asking like, who should I bet? Like you can literally bet everyone and be profitable long term. Like that's so like easy. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, if you want to do like these line comparison things, um, if you're doing like straight bets, Pinnacle is is likely the sharpest. Also, Circa, also to maybe a little bit of a lesser degree, BetCris. It's a sports book that take the biggest limits and therefore uh, sports bettors, the very, very good professional sports bettors can shape those lines, which is why they're sharper compared to a recreational book like some of the ones we use like DraftKings, BetMGM, things like that. So for straight plays, Pinnacle, I'd say, is, is the best. For player props, um, as Showtime asks here, uh, it's FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel yeah. is likely the sharpest. If you can find a line off of FanDuel uh, with the same amount of VIG, I, I would say, obviously, the higher you go, like, you know, you get into the 20s for points, it's very different to, like, the 6 to 7.5. Like, that's very different. But 10 cents, if you can get, like, a... Usually it costs about 10 cents to move off of a, of a point to go up from like 21 to 22. So um, if it's like same VIG, I different, think more. you think it's more? It's 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 like 20 cents. 20 cents to move up yeah. from uh, yeah. like 21 to 22? I'll just say something like yesterday. Like I shared the Trey Young in my group. Like they just opened Trey Young. And I shared, I, I waited for like 15 minutes to, to get some liquidity there so that, that it doesn't move, like straight away. It right. triangle open at 27 and a half minus 150, 115. I shared in my private group and I watched the line. 45 seconds, 45 seconds later, line went from minus 115 to minus 122, but 28, they, they moved entire point so went from 27 and a half minus 150 to 28 and a half minus 122. And that's never happening on DraftKings and or DraftKings or or like 
the bad MGM even even slower. So like FanDuel is sharp. Like if you, if they get any money of any winning better, it's moving like straight away. Like and they they will move like like entire point and even more juice. Like from what, 27 and a half minus 150 to 28 and a half minus 122 in 40 seconds. Like that's just unbelievable, and that shows that they are sharp. Sharp like. Yeah, they it's, it's, everything. Right? The the best sports books are playing defense on sharp betters. They are playing defense. So the notion that sports books will always know more than players is BS. Betters, the best ones, know more than the sports books. The sports books understand that, and the lines are shaped based on the sharp action. That's it. So the and, bookies that take sharp action, those are the sharp books because they're priced into sharp numbers. And I'll say, like, that's why I, I, people in this community know me as the person that usually hate on other people that attack, like, like yeah, yeah, we will have the bets like 10 hours before the show or an hour late. So 10 hours before the show, people will already bet our lines, but not people, regular people, sports bettors, but huge Twitter accounts that have their record tracked and everything. They'll just like post like big opening line of Trey Young 27 and a half minus 110 and bet over like at FanDuel or or DraftKing, and they'll they'll like bet like to win one and a half unit, for example. Like no one will be able to get one and a half unit on that big opening line. That's even like maybe if you have like twenty dollars unit, probably you can get it. Yeah. yeah. And also, you post it on Twitter, and you have like thirty thousand followers, and like maybe five people will get it, and you'll track it like as like I have problems with that because not only that you, no one can profit, no 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 no, no one can benefit from it, like maybe some like one percent of the people, but the second thing is, you move the line for everyone else, like if you if you just didn't post it for like three hours, maybe it will be gone. But if you post three hours later, probably more people can get it. And like, it's crazy. Like when markets get liquidity, they often uh, are slower to react to moving lines. But if it's a weak opening line, like you can be, you can have three people betting $50 and move the line. And, 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 and yeah. yeah. So we are, we are us having, I want, I don't want to brag or anything, but us having a winning record betting at this time of the day when every most of the weak lines and the, the lines that have edge are already moved is is a, is a big thing like if you are a professional better if you want to win you need to bet earlier than this show like and that's it yeah uh, i i agree you can still find good bets throughout the day but like the earlier the better for a lot of these things because yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily go this far as like betters are typically specialists, as Pips was saying. Usually sports books have specialists for specific sports. But I think I think a lot of you would be shocked how little goes into opening lines. They just put it up at like a very soft price, low limit. And quickly, like you said, 45 seconds later, they shape it to sharp action. So and, you and, guys would be shocked how yeah. you guys would be shocked how little they put into research opening lines. They just move very quickly off of that. Yeah, and, like, and also this is basic knowledge, but most people that well, probably watching this don't know this. But so this is how it works. Like they open, like let's say 
they're young, 27 and a half, minus 110. And they are not losing. If they open it 25 and a half, they are not losing anything with it. Like nothing. Because three people will bet like $50 at at that line. They will move to, to 28 and a half. And it will, like, like, clo- it will be close to the closing line. And then they like in the opening line, they have like $50 limit. And then like one hour before the game or like three hours before the game, when they will raise the limits and everyone will bet like 95% of money will came at the sharper, sharper line. So they are not losing anything with these big opening lines because they will just open it and then a couple of sharp people will like adjust the lines and then they will raise the limits and everyone will bet the sharper line. And yeah. Again, like they are not losing anything with big openings. Yeah, uh, 100% agree. Also, uh, one other point for like, because Pinnacle has like minus 107 lines on each side, which is less vague. So people think, you know, you're better off there. Um, if if it's lower vague most of the time, it's because they are so confident in their odds that go ahead and bet it at that price. Yeah. We're so confident okay. we're still going to win. The bookies that take like, so a lot of the time that take like, Minus one seventeen on each side. Those are the ones a lot of the time that don't really know what they're doing. And Ontario Caesars takes minus one seventeen on each side of like NBA NFL lines, which is horrible. Don't bet there because it's minus one ten at outside of Ontario. But um, small vig sometimes isn't necessarily a good thing. Sometimes it's because they're yeah. so assured of themselves. So a couple, uh, a lot of good insight for betting there. Hopefully you guys can absorb all of that. But these are definitely some practices it's important to understand these things when you're betting to understand you know how your roi is affected how your 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 returns are affected and all that so great insight let's move now into more nba centric discussion uh this is a day late we wanted to do it yesterday but my wi-fi said no so we're gonna do it today and it kind of still fits because there's another game today between the clippers and the thunder i believe i believe it's today uh either that or it's coming up yes it is today Clippers just lost to the Thunder. They are now one and a half games up. Uh, They're the fifth seed. Thunder are now the eighth seed. And they are only two games up on the Lakers. To make matters worse, Paul George is now going to be missing for two to three weeks. And on the season, the Clippers have a 6-11 and record when Paul George is absent. Um, I checked yesterday. This could change. But the Clippers have the 10th hardest schedule remaining it's now 11th most difficult schedule remaining in the nba with teams right over their shoulder pips how much is this going to affect the clippers for their final uh nine or so games whatever it is uh yeah i think they have some luck yeah it's a huge (laughs) problem like they don't have it. They have only one easy game for the rest of the season, and that's the Portland Trail Blazers. And that will come at the time when they shot Damian Lillard. So that's probably one one safe win. Other than that, Pelicans away, Bulls away, Grizzlies twice, Pelicans again, Lakers when LeBron is probably back, and in the last game, Suns when when KD is probably back. So that's very difficult. Very difficult. Norman Powell is out. Paul George is out. Second and third scoring options are out for this team. Their defense is not great. Without Paul George would be even worse. It's difficult. They will probably end up in playing. Like, 
I'm almost certain that they will end up in, in the playing tournament because they're they are not winning over 50% of this game. Like very difficult for them to win over the last six for 50%. And as you said, they are only one and a half wins away of the playing, and teams can catch up. One of yeah. the interesting things about it is they are playing Thunders today, and Thunders it can get a win without Paul George. Very interesting spot because after this game, Thunder is playing Lakers. And they can win that game. LeBron is still out. And then they play Blazers, Hornets, Pistons, and Pacers. That's a very easy schedule. Easiest schedule like you can get. Like So we could see like Thunder over the next six, ga- six games winning five. And it's realistic for them to win five out of six. So they can make like six spots. And they can avoid playing tournament. Thunder could avoid playing tournament. And what does what was the price when I said on the stream like to bet Thunder to make the player? I think it was plus 550. And is there any price now? Like I just want to know like what's the price uh now? I could not I let me check FanDuel, but I definitely not on DraftKings anymore. Yeah, I think they don't want to hold it because they don't know. What's going? What's going to happen there? But I think they should be like no. plus one hundred. No, no price of either. So yeah, uh, the best should be like plus one hundred for them to make the plane, uh, to make the playoffs. So like, they made unbelievable run, and we'll yeah. talk like if we take a look at the last game against the Clippers, the way they play defense is unbelievable. Like. These guys are they have they have great coach that's that's doing so many great things. Like I don't like if he coached like G League team, he'll probably may be close to the playing spot. Like <laughs> he's so great, so amazing. And like I don't know, like for a recreational watcher for casuals, like how deep he went into his playbook. To open up Shea Gilgers in that game, like he, I, 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 I think he went like 15 to 20 different types of offense in this game to to open up and to react or to react to reaction of Ty Lu. Like this was unbelievable game. Just so yeah, and, uh, and it, it came down to Kawhi at the end with a chance to win the game, and Lou Dort just locked him in hell. Man, <laughs> Lou Dort was so good on the last play. So like. And they won't like just a start. Just said like they tried everything against the Shea. They tried first with drop coverage. Then they tried with ice defense. Then they tried with double teams. Then they tried blitzing him. And every time they did it, Thunder's coach adjusted with a different action that will open up the game for him against that kind of defense. Unbelievable. On the other side. Double teams on Paul George, double teams on Kawhi Leonard, uh, denial on post-up for Zubats. And they were like, okay, we'll make Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, Terrence Mann beat us. And like, it was a close game. And we had Kawhi Leonard with 21 points and Paul George with 18 points, like way below their season average in, in full minutes. Like 35 minutes for Paul George before the injury, 38 minutes for Kawhi Leonard, and they were unable to score because whenever they tried to drive, defense collapsed. 
kick out for Robert Covington or Marcus Morris, they missed like every three, and they can live with them shooting. Zubats didn't have anything inside besides some like drop-offs when they double team and an offensive a couple offensive rebounds. Like the Oklahoma City Thunder defense is legit, like one of the best in the league. And they'll add Shed Hongram in next season. <laughs> and also some picks, like they have the best draft capital yeah, ever. Let, let me let me give you another piece here that adds some interest to this Clippers situation. The Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, or the Oklahoma City Thunder have the right to swap picks with the Clippers this season. So the, the Thunder could finish ahead of the Clippers and then take the Clippers' pick for this upcoming draft as well. So, yeah, a lot a lot is going right for OKC right now. They also have uh, – how many more Clippers picks do they have? I mean, I, I have it. I have it right here. They have the pick swap for this year. They have Miami's unprotected first-round pick from year. So they have Miami's pick. Pick swap. They also have coming up uh, the Clippers pick for next year, Miami's pick in 25, as well as a pick swap in 25, and then the Clippers pick in 2026. So, already with a good team, adding Chet Holmgren, adding in a draft pick from Miami, adding in, I would say at this point, probably a pick swap from the Clippers. Yeah, this is. This is a yeah, very and, and we think, team. We just take a look at their team. Like, Shea is superstar. Like, he's playing on a team. He's drive-heavy guard playing on a team with no spacing. No one can shoot that on that team. And he's just having unbelievable scoring. Like, if you take a look at the Los Angeles Clippers game, they collapsed on every drive and let everyone open from three. And he was still scoring inside. That's how talented he is. And when they had some shooting around him, like, this would be scary. And also, Shea is amazing on defense this season. And yeah. Have, like, yeah. Shea, so, Shea is, like, how old is Shea? 24. Like, 20, 24. Is he 24? Yeah, he's 24. So, Shea is 24. Yeah. Shea is 24 years old. We have Gide, who is 20 years old. We had Jalen Williams, 21 year old. And Lugans Dort, 23 years old. Like, that's some sick, like, young talent. And Chet is, like, 20. Funny. Yeah, that's, man, that's crazy. Yeah, and then they have, again, two picks this year, like, two picks uh or yeah two picks next year two picks a year after that yeah they this <laughs> team is we've been waiting yeah. for all these picks to cash in and they are starting to cash in so um so they're amazing and so uh, just short notion of, of won't be a long one so tonight of course we can expect double teams on Kawhi Leonard whenever he gets the ball they will help a lot on him they will double team him they will Try to everything to move the ball away from him, and that will result for some wide open shots, more better matchups, especially one on one. He's against the door, that's that's very difficult. And then we saw on the last possession how, like, it was some poor screening, but Kawhi still couldn't do anything against the door, which is crazy for Kawhi Leonard. And also, like, door, and they will also throw some double teams and everything on Kawhi said so everyone else besides Kawhi should have like a good game I especially think 
Eric Gordon should have a good game and Terrence Mann should have a great game. Terrence Mann because he's a great transitional scorer and they will play, they're playing some high pace and they will have some turnovers in that game. And Eric Gordon just can shoot and is a great, great guy to, to replace Paul George on the offense. So, yeah, I think we can go to look to the for the for the everyone else besides Kawhi on the Clippers for overs. And on the other side, I I had Shea in that game. He covered it, but he faced so much problems. Like. He had a great game, but they were throwing everything at him. He didn't have a single coverage for most of the time. And when he did, it was mostly the time Kawhi Leonard. So difficult for, for Shea. But he can still score 35 to 40 points because, like, last game, he they did everything they could, and he still scored 31 points. And they are now down Paul George, who is an amazing defensive player. So we'll see what happens there. But interesting, the way... The way Thunders are playing defense. You just take away everything for the best players, like, and that's it. Yeah. So lots to think about there. Clippers in a perilous situation. Uh, I am. I'm all. I'm all here for it. I'm. I'm this is fun watching the Clippers fall like this. But uh, Kawhi has has had some superhuman level performances before. Maybe he does it again here and wills them into a top six seed. But one and a half games away from falling into the playing positions. So. We'll update this. Today's game should be very exciting. With that, we're going to wrap up today's show. One official pick for you guys in play. It is in the Cavaliers and the Nets game. Jared Allen on the double-double for minus 105 odds at DraftKings. Uh, widely available when we gave it out about half an hour ago now. Uh, might still be available there. Always as well, shop around in your region. You could have a better price on this potentially. So make sure you're looking around this one. But Jared Allen, double-double, minus 105 odds at the official play of the day. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's Pick and Roll. If you guys enjoyed what you saw, hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the board YouTube channel. We're about 50 subscribers away now from 1,000. Let's try to get to 1,000 subs by the end of the regular season here. Support the channel. Five shows a week you get in return for it. And we will see you tomorrow, hopefully celebrating this win on Jared Allen. (laughs) 